Hi, I'm Rich. And I'm Ruben. And welcome back to Clarity, where we discuss the ideas and experiences that shape how we think and live. And I really just articulate, I was really just focused on my consonants and my vowels there. Hardcore. That was the third time. We tried that this morning. So, it's okay. Um, it's it's part of life. I mean, uh, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's um, perfect. Yes, that's a beautiful statement coined by Pam Beasley. No, Pam Halpert actually there. It's Pam Halpert. When Why in does the office. Rashida's Jones Rashida Jones's face come to mind when I think of No, 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 no. That's Pam. I don't know yeah. why her face comes to mind. Nope, no, that's in the well, you guys are listening, correct? I believe me if you. I'm wrong, I but believe I believe you. it's the episode where uh, there is a doomsday device and Pam goes to Dwight's house to discourage him to uh, send an email to Robert California. So I'm a big office nerd. So I'm sorry, guys. Like today's episode is not about the office. I wish, I mean, I wish we could have an episode about the office at some point, but that's not the purpose of the podcast. The podcast right now, it's about um, talking about things, how they connect with a Christian life. But I feel that at some point, even the office might connect with my life in general, but uh, at some okay. point, it always does. Yeah. It kind of converts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, how hey, are um, you? I've been good. Speaking of the office and stuff in my mind recently, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but I saw um, <clears throat> Rain Wilson come into Billie Eilish's house and quiz mm. her on the office. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see if you are more versed in the office than Billie Eilish is. Um, well, how many I'm times have sure. you seen it? Uh, huh? I lost count. Like, I think I lost count. More it's than like 12 always, or 14? It always, probably more than 12. Like, it's been on repeat, like, forever in my house. Whenever I, mm-hmm. uh, I just have to have something in the background. So, uh, when The Office net left Netflix, I immediately bought the whole, like, uh, series on iTunes. So, I have it there. Um it's not, I'm not that the biggest fan, but I just love the show, I guess. And yeah. Her, her room, because she showed her, she's like, here, I'm not inviting you into my room. I just want you to see this. And so she showed him how in the house she has where the room she was staying. Interesting. It has the office sign. Interesting. The same one I have. You said interesting even before I said it. Does that mean it's not interesting? <laughs> no, no, no. I heard it. I actually heard it. Like has the office sign and I say interesting. Oh, I said that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I have the same sign in my office as Billy Eilish did it. Interesting. <laughs> Just kidding. So I feel cool. <laughs> yeah. Ruben's being a troll right now. So if whenever uh, you were today, we're talking about uh, anxiety, mm. anxiety, anxiousness, and we're talking about emotional health. Um, so as we begin to do that, maybe some you're starting to feel some things already. Um, I with Ruben's permission, which I already have. I'm going to, and your permission, um, we're going to, I'm going to lead you through an exercise, which mm. I've been shown at several times in different versions of my life, um, in different parts of my journey. Whenever I felt I came to a professional and said, man, I just feel this way. Sometimes I can't control it. I don't know what to do. Yes. They showed me this exercise. So this is also a helpful exercise in, um, in working to focus your headspace in a variety of ways. So yes. today, as we're going to talk about this heavy topic, Um, we're going to do it all together. So here we go. So wherever you're at, hopefully, whether you're driving, whether you're washing dishes, whether you're sitting and listening, 
whether you're mm-hmm. exercising, whether you're walking the dog or cleaning your house, whatever you're doing or apartment or whatever, or you're maybe, I listen to a lot of these. Um, when I was doing janitor work um, and seminary, so I'd listen to tons of podcasts. So whatever you're doing, do this. I would like you to stop, breathe in and breathe out. All right. So what are five things you see? So either say aloud or say in your head, five things that you can see with your eyes. For example, I see my iPhone. I see the timer for how long we've been talking going. I see my calendar. I see the blue wall in my office and I see my printer. Hmm. I don't know if I said five things or not. That's either four or five. And then from here, then you'll stop and assess and label out four things you can physically feel, like with your skin Mm. or, you know, with the outer layers. So I can feel my tongue uh, interacting with the top of my mouth as I speak. Mm. I can feel my hands just intermittently just tapping my, flapping, tapping my um, legs Mm -hmm. as I'm doing this for some reason. I can feel my um, right foot leaning into my left foot. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's three things. And I can feel my bottom on my chair. That's four things. Mm-hmm. All right. Then let's stop and label out three things that we can hear. I can hear my voice. You can hear my voice. And I can hear my air conditioning unit. So those are three things that I hear. Next, try and analyze or assess. Um, identify, isolate two things that you can smell. Getting a little tough. I can smell myself a little bit. I can smell my hair. I was rubbing my head a little bit so I can smell that particular fragrance. The smell part is a little tricky because sometimes like there's not, uh, there's not a stuff that you can like smell right there. Different smells, you know, but you can try and what I'm trying to do is I'll, I'll find something. So then, yeah. So it's, it's kind of a cool thing to stop and smell the roses. Maybe if you have candy, yeah. you can find that thing and smell it and focus on that experience. I yeah. just smelled my microphone for experience and it was, for example, for example, yeah, and it was a little tinny. Yeah, just smell those things. And then number one, last one, you can either focus on something you like about yourself or in a spiritual environment, but say, what's something you love about God? So, um, but yeah, one thing, others have done one thing you taste, but so what's one thing you like about yourself? Me? Yeah, Ruben. I like that I can be uh, witty when I want to. You can be. Yeah. It is possible. It is possible. I've it's seen like it I can, before. I can, I can flip the switch and I can make it happen. Yeah, you can. Yeah. It's, it's a little awful sometimes, but it's also... <laughs> no, I love it. Um, yeah. One thing I like about myself is... Huh. Anyway. I, I can be authentic and real. Mm. It's also something I hate because I can be either one in my experience. But anyway. No, I mean, I I can attest to that. You being authentic. Yep. That's another conversation for another day, isn't it? So here we are. We are here talking and we're present. Um, we really rooted should do it. In the present, February 22nd. Yeah, 826 a.m. And all right. So now today what we're doing now is we're going to be talking about anxiety. 
So mm-hmm. when we use that phrase anxiety, it's loaded in this word in this world today. It's a buzz word. It's buzz. something people are saying a lot, mm-hmm. um, talking about a lot these days. Mm-hmm. Um, individuals may feel like, oh, we're talking about so much before or now and before it didn't exist. So now it exists. It's because of smartphones and Twitter and Facebook. And that's why this thing exists and et cetera, et cetera. For every 10 people you may find in a room, there could be 11 to 12 um, theories or opinions as to why, what anxiety is, why it's prevalent, um, whether it's real or not, et cetera. Um, So that's why I feel like Ruben and I each have an experience with anxiety. We each have a definition or understanding of this word. Um, So to get us started, I went to APA.org. Ruben, what does APA say? about anxiety and anxiousness and what they are? Well, APA says about anxiety, it says, it is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes, like increased blood pressure. It says also people with anxiety disorders usually have recurring intrusive thoughts and or concerns. They might avoid certain situations out of worry. They might also have physical symptoms such as sweating, trembling, dizziness, dizziness, or a rapid heartbeat. Interesting. So I love I love that definition. I love those aspects there. Uh, thank you for reading that. Something I liked about that, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I love this because not only because it shows the full gambit, and when it refers to the variety of things that can be happening, it uses that word may. Yeah. That. I love yeah. that. I also love how the two points we show there, um, they, that they list, they talked about anxiety and then they talked about anxiety disorder. Yeah. I find that extremely helpful because it shows us that every person, um, feels and has felt anxiety before, but Mm. at not every person or not at every moment in our lives, or do we have a disorder or a, a unhealthy level or situation regarding that feeling of anxiety in our emotional system and our chemical system and our spiritual system. Yeah. And this is where I think we can like place a small disclaimer. Like we're no, uh, profession, like, uh, health. We are not mental health health professionals. professionals. We're We're not. not. Um, and by no means like you should take our advice as like medical advice. It's just like the experiences that we face with anxiety that shape how we think and live. Uh, we're just sharing those. And for me, I agree with you, Rich. I mean, at some point, all of us, as we are living in this earth, we are engaging with like uh, a lot of complexity in our lives and that causes anxiety. And some people more than others. And as you say, Rich, there's a big difference between like having uh, some anxiety because our brains are wired to have some kind of degree of stress and anxiety Correct. in order to push uh, motivation, in order to push like things. If you didn't have any kind of anxiety at all, you'll be like a mindless uh, person or like a person with no drive. So anxiety has a purpose in the brain like, because people ask me in the past, like, uh, why did God create anxiety? Or why did God create like the part of the brain that like, uh, makes us feel anxiety. And well, that's a really valid question. Like why, yeah. you know, um, the same thing with stress, like why to have stress at all? You know, why would we have this, uh, the serotonin? Why, why, what is that stuff? And 
I mean, in, in healthy levels, uh, it helps us to accomplish goals. It helps us yes. to to wake up and and realize that we have to take a shower, like do some stretches or um, go to work or prepare some food. You know, like I, I feel that at some degree we need to realize that anxiety and, and stress, uh, they're really connected. Um, they're not the same, but they're connected. And they there needs to be a certain degree of that in order for us to be pushed out of our comfort zone and towards mm -hmm. a goal. Amen. I love, I love that aspect you, you mentioned there. I remember the early when I was receiving some education regarding emotional health and hygiene that people would talk about stress, how it's good. And we're like, what, what stress? Good. What? And that explanation you gave is what was given. I found it very helpful. You know, yeah. an analogy I find helpful too is, um, you know, if you don't have the ability to feel pain, it's very bad, mm. very bad, dangerous, you know? And for example, if let's say you're, you know, in a post-apocalyptic world, <laughs> we're just teaching children how to live and maybe see so you're way up North and, you know, I hear a child ask, what, you know, why, why, why do we have to feel cold? Why were we made to feel cold? And yeah. you can explain, no, feeling cold is so important because it helps you understand that, you're not in the best position and that you need to change because if you didn't feel cold, your body would still be being harmed by the cold. Mm. And I, I like that. I like that analogy. I like yeah. it. Anxiety, um, you know, again, when we move into disorder and other things, et cetera, it's a bit more complicated and we're not professionals. We are just two guys who have at times been through periods of anxiety disorder and mm -hmm. have come to that realization through mental health professionals, mm -hmm. spiritual advisors, goods and bad, good and bad ones in my experience. And I'm not going to name names, but, and also accountability and mutual relationship, extremely supportive spouses. Um, we've come to see and recognize. Um, and yeah, gone through some good and bad stuff with that. And I know there's people out there who are having a similar experience who may need to go through that journey and so we're having this conversation to help open eyes, to help encourage, help guide wherever edge of the journey you're on. Or if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I am way further in, our, in my journey than Rich and Ruben and they need my help. This hmm. is our cry for help. Help us. Please. <laughs> I'm blinking twice. So please, I'm asking for help. Oh, man. But, but I mean, I, to be honest, like... Yeah. Um, Mental health is nothing to be joking about, you know, like, and, and at the same time, um, it's something serious. Um, but just the fact of thinking about it can cause more anxiety on you. And yeah. it's like, I guess it's like a, a, a downward spiral sometimes that we go. And just to, to make a distinction, as you say, Rich, once again, because I feel this is really important and necessary. Uh, having a panic attack or having a, a moment with anxiety because a deadline for a job is coming versus having a chronic condition where it's like literally becoming, um, it's becoming a, a, a like a total moment of your life. It's, it's, it's consuming you. It's a disorder. That's what it's called, a disorder. It's, there are two different degrees, you know? There's some degrees of, uh, of gravity, I guess, if, if, you call, if you call it, I might call it that way. But, in, in regards of this, like you need to understand that, like feeling cold, as you say, Rich, or or feeling fear, or or being feeling anxious, those are human emotions, 
And why I'm saying this is because I feel that uh, we've been told, especially as guys, we've been told that emotions showing them are for weaklings, you know? Yeah, and, and you need to repress them. And as you said, like uh, with the example of feeling cold, that can be detrimental. That cannot be good for you. Like if you are literally just trying to hide all your emotions, uh, they're kind of trying to tell something about what's going on in your body. And uh, just to express them uh, can help a little bit in, in just going forward in your life. So I, I've learned that guys don't cry. You know, I learned that you cannot, you, you need to show that you are, uh, you have it all good. You need to show your life that you are uh, perfect, that everything's fine. Don't show that when they ask you, how are you doing? You need to say, I'm fine. When they ask, how's your marriage doing? You need to say, it's perfect. Not, not a single problem. When they're asking like, how's your work doing? It's like, oh, I'm doing awesome. My job. I mean, I am rocking it. I'm, I'm the best. My, my job is the best. I'm getting the best uh, results. So we are, we are conditioned to not open, opening up to others. And when we mention the word therapy, we think like it's like the last thing we need to do in order to like, oh, when we're like really, really bad, then mm -hmm. we need therapy. Yes. That perception, Ruben, that you brought up there that if we're doing, if we're having an issue, if we're having an anxiety disorder and we're being in a period of anxiety disorder, um, even that word disorder, it's like, you have a disorder? Oh, mm. no. Mm. It's like, you are experiencing disorder. Like, it ever have someone say, you're having issues with your car? Oh, no. You must be the worst yep. driver in the world. Man, why do you even own a car? Ooh, you're a piece of crap, you know? that yep. People don't talk about that. People rarely will talk about, and I say rarely, unfortunately, it happened. It happened with me, but people rarely do that to other people with even mental health stuff, but that's often the self-talk that I have had. Um, with my mental health and with a car, people would never have that. And um, I've seen Twitter threads saying, man, you know, I wish people would talk about emotional, emotional pain and, and psychological pain and spiritual pain, the way they recognize and acknowledge physical pain. But the energy dress room and even with physical pain, we can be really not that yeah. great with men. We've done, got better, but you know, yeah. So here we are. Um, We've recognized that anxiety is a feeling, is an experience, and it's important for us to acknowledge and be real with the experiences we have. Um, part of the reason we're having this conversation is also to normalize. Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, you know, we're not perfect people. We're not great, you yeah. know, but- We look really nice in our, in our thumbnail. We look really smiling in our thumbnail of their podcast, yeah. but that's not, our, that's not what is happening all the time in our lives. <laughs> no, my buddy Connor- Connor, if you're listening to this, I love you, dude. And Dave, if you're listening, get Connor to listen. Shit. Um, but Con my buddy Connor, <laughs> who I played Frisbee with, and I've played it with David too, um, Ultimate Frisbee at Andrews, um, he saw or my, the Humans of Adventism story Caleb did for, for me. I, I loved the one he did for you, with you. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, Caleb, shout out to you. You may be listening to this. Uh, you have a really big gift uh talent uh in like making people's stories like shine and mm -hmm. and be like vulnerable that's amazing yeah so here's here's the paradox right you, what Caleb does is he talks about our stories and shares our stories and oftentimes the stories he stories he shares on humans of adventism are real story right and we're being vulnerable and authentic and real and 
and the pictures they take are great pictures, right? Well, mm-hmm. like literally, it's a story about me blowing up, catching on fire, and recovering, and I'm better now, and etc. Yeah. And my buddy Connor said, "Man, you know, I thought this was going to be about ultimate frisbee when I saw your face, but hey, at, least you're, at least you're killing it." And I'm I like, saw that comment. I love you, yeah. Connor, but man, you know, like I'm not killing it. Like in some ways I am, but like, it's just so like that struck me because this perception, if he has of me of killing it and maybe I am killing it to an extent, maybe, yeah. but at the same time, it really doesn't feel that way. And, but there's people, man, where I look at them and I really do think they're killing it. Like with Caleb, like the idea that Caleb would be going through any hardship, like it's just so foreign to me because he always looks like he's killing it, you know? Yeah. Even yeah. when he's real, like, and it's just yeah. that, that mirage is so fascinating. So, and, and actually in the episode, in the episode that we had with him as a guest, yeah. I mean, uh, he shares that he shares like people, how the perception of others, uh, actually makes us, uh, really compare ourselves to other people. And, and that's really unhealthy. Uh, that uh, causes a lot of anxiety to people. That can be and an anxiety source, yeah. That can yes, be. Yeah. yes, for sure, for sure. And and or I trigger. think we can. Oh, for sure, for sure. I think we can go now uh, to like a, a a point of like how we use how we do it as as Christians, you know. Okay. Um, Excellent. Because I feel that as Christians, we talked about anxiety as we talked about many problems, and we think that. If you put a Band-Aid on and you just like read this, that's going to solve your problems. I think I talked a little bit uh, before about a, a subreddit called Thanks I'm Cured. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, 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 and we use like sometimes oh, no. the Bible and, and teachings in the Bible as a way like, okay, so the Bible says in Philippians 4, 6 to 7, do not be anxious about anything. So you cannot even say you're anxious because the Bible says, do not be anxious about anything. Now, remember oh, in man. Philippians, like remember in Philippians, Paul was in prison. He was in jail. And actually he was writing in jail. Therefore, if Paul says in jail, do not be anxious, who are you foolish human being that are anxious because of X, Y, and Z? You know, like we, we anxiety shame people. I have heard uh, that sermon and preached that sermon. I have as well. I'm guilty as charged. I mean, yeah. I I say like, hey, this guy is talking about joy because like actually Philippians is the 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 letter that talks uh, the most about joy and he's been in jail. I mean, those are beautiful lessons, but we sometimes use the Bible in order to um, shame people into anxiety uh, versus actually understanding what's really in there. And I don't know, Rich, you, you, you did a little study about this and, and about like, what is the word for anxiety and, and in this context, because I'm pretty sure you heard this verse and I heard, we heard like Christians, anxiety, no, you know, maybe you're yeah. not a real Christian or maybe you don't have a spirituality or if you're not a Christian, like, oh, anxiety and, and you don't have it all together. No, look at these successful people like, uh, like Mark Zuckerberg, like, or X, Y, and Z people, you know, like they look that they have it all together. Anxiety, you know, um, we sometimes portray like this unrealistic expectations uh, on ourselves, uh, comparing ourselves to other people. But mm. let's go to this verse and, and what does it say? Because the verse actually says, do not be anxious about anything. What do you think about it, Rich? So, yeah, I love this, Ruben. You framed it so well, you know, like, and going back to our old school preacher style, let's do a provocative question. Is it unchristian to have an anxiety disorder? 
Well, some people would say, <laughs> yes! Look, I have a text, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Boom! Oh, look at Jesus, Sermon on the Plain in Luke, and its, and its, its counterpart, Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 4 oh, yeah. or 3 through 6. Mm-hmm. Jesus said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. What will yes. you eat, nor about or your body, nor what you put on, for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. That's Luke um, 12, 25 now. Sow nor reap, 24. And they have neither storehouses nor barn, yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the bird? And I'm reading this, and it's, it's fixing it. It's fixing it. The context is fixing this, because the issue is we'll just be like, don't be, don't be, no, no, no. When we look at what's actually being said, and we read more of those verses, and I, I praise the Lord. You know, I'm I'm in my spiritual practice and overcoming anxiety. He's part of what helps tether me spiritually is the true, uh, deeper knowledge of who He is, what He says over me, who I am to Him, how He feels about me. And when I read mm-hmm. His words, I it's becoming more and more challenging for me to mis misinterpret. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I see his heart there. So guys, what's happening here is he's not saying you're not good if you're doing this. Instead, yes. what he's doing is he sees us in disorder and helps identify um, the spirit, a spirit, a potential spiritual side for you um, and a likely spiritual side for each of us, a spiritual issue he knows his children have, and he's assessing and identifying it and help, uh, helping getting firmer rooting and why we don't yeah. have to, why we don't have to be feeling this much like the spiritual side to praying a greater fruit. So obviously like, yeah. Um, if you're outside and you feel cold, it can be a problem. But if someone's saying yes, like, you know, for example, let's say I'm taking, uh, I don't have children, but I'm taking a child, um, from the car to the house. And like, I'm so cold. They might say, and, and saying, I'm, I might, I wouldn't, and saying, hey, we're about to be to the house. What I'm not saying is, your feeling is illegitimate. No, it is freaking cold. It is. It is I'm cold. glad they feel cold. Even, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad they can recognize the cold. But the reason it's not insignificant is because I'm taking them to the house. Okay. So that reason okay. can provide a framework, right? Whereby, obviously, if we're going to be there, if there's other things like, would a coat hurt them? No, a coat wouldn't hurt them. Um, you know what I mean? So it's not like saying, oh, by having a coat, you don't have faith in that Rich is taking you to the house. No, it's just, yeah. I'm and, taking you to the house. Using, using that example, like people uh, sometimes get impatient with other people and yes. in their journeys. Like yes. using that same example of you, like the kid tells you, Rich, I am cold. And you say, oh, are you kid uh, for real? Like it's cold? Oh, really? Real Christians don't need like, coats. Oh, like... Real, aka, you know, real and, Christians don't need therapists. Real Christians don't and, talk about their emotions. Exactly. They or just trust is like, or it's like, suck it up or, or suck yeah. it up, you know, because we are getting home soon, like 10 seconds. It's only 10 seconds. You know, like we don't validate those feelings and we shame other people for having them. It doesn't matter if it's going to be like a, a small period of anxiety that you have because of a test or it can be a big devastating event in your life. Sometimes we're impatient when addressing, uh, people that are struggling with anxiety and also we are impatient with them. Uh, We either diminish, we either uh, try to be condescending or try to help by saying, oh, it'll be over soon. Like 
Jesus never says like it'll be over soon. Uh, here he's saying like, do not be anxious about life. You know, like and and also like I feel the way that it's said, like we the the way that we say it in 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 words is like when you hear them is different than when you're writing or, or or listening. There's a lot of bias in how you interpret things because like uh, just. A, Small example, like with you, Rich, I I, I like having a, a real relationship with you as a friend, as a person that I can open up with. And there are some times, there's been some times in our relationship as friends mm-hmm. that when I texted something, you understood it differently. Yes. And and we had this like uh these moments where we kind of have some kind of like discussions or some kind of like frictions. <laughs> uh, discussions. So, Yes. So, so, so I realized arguments, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's call it arguments. Sure. So I realized that for real, like, okay, text can be one thing, but if I want to express something important, mm-hmm. I may as well just call Rich. I may as well just uh, talk to him and explain because I, my relationship with him is so important that I just don't want to send a text that can be misinterpreted, you know? And uh, the same thing happens here a little bit. Like sometimes we put some meaning into this uh, because of our context or how we've been raised. That shaming, uh, shaming anxiety. Uh, I I believe that Jesus never had the purpose of shaming people. Actually, no. Uh, we cannot isolate this verse and, and shame people because if we go to the Bible and see Jesus's ministry and we see how he interacted with people, he did everything but shame. Oh, but he did call out these people. No, he. He was not shaming them. He was not shaming people that needed help. Uh, and, and he was not even shaming. He was calling things as they were for people that were so stubborn and stiff-necked that they couldn't yeah. uh, realize about their own condition. But yes. people who realized that they were helpless, like uh, sec- like um, people that would realize that uh, they needed help, Jesus wouldn't like put them down. It's like, oh, you know, like you, you deserve this and more. No, he was never like that. So I... We need to be really consistent in in how Jesus deal, dealt with people, and in this case, I'm sure that he never intended to be um, shaming people for uh, having these anxiety thoughts. Context shows that. When yeah. you look at Philippians four, Paul is saying, "Look, here's how you deal with your stress. Here's how you deal with the things you have issues with. You take them, and you talk with them about God with them." And he's going to give you the piece that passes understanding. And so the understanding, mm. the expectation is not shut up, don't. Your things aren't real. Mm. Your concerns aren't real. Your thoughts aren't real. Your worries aren't real. Stop it, stop it, stop it. He said, take them to whom? To the Lord. So now who, who do you deal with? with? You and God work through your stuff together. And it yeah. says that he will provide. So it's not saying Paul's saying... And you better feel that peace is past understanding. Otherwise, you're awful and you're not good and I don't want to see your face. No, it's, hey, talk to God about it. And he's going to give this to you. So work through him through it. And also the the Luke and Matthew one, the reasons why. Jesus is looking at a people who have put theological peace in the end that, okay, they say, we'll have theological, theological we're going to have emotional and spiritual peace when the Romans are mm-hmm. gone. And mm-hmm. as long as this temple, as long as this nation is captured by the Romans, we can't feel good. And yep. Jesus is saying, looking at them with that, looking how they look at their money, look at all these things mm-hmm. as why they can feel good. And if that applies to us and great, by the way, it does. <laughs> Listen, like America, come on. 
you know, we feel good because the fridge is full. We feel good because of our pay and income. We feel good because, hey, by the way, announcement, Shelly and I, we've paid off our student loans. Amen. It's so awesome, right? And that's good. But at the same time, hey, I love you. And you guys, (laughs) that's the thing. We can overemphasize that, right? Because when we look at, like, it's good. Is it good to be in a good financial situation? Of course, right? And Ruben, you and Cassie are in a good financial situation. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, just kidding. We're, 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 right. we're, we're, we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. Thank, thank God we're fine. Yeah. Back to the point. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry, tangent. Um, you know, when we talk, what were we, what was I even saying? I don't know, off. Um, we can become so worried about these physical things. And Jesus saw theologically and systematically that their entire system was really messing them up in that way. So when he was talking about, this focus on the physical things, he's saying, listen, you know, you can be at peace and you can put these physical things in their proper place when you understand something about me. That's what he was doing. There is so much more than that. Don't be anxious. It's more of a, you don't have to with Paul and with Jesus. It's a, you don't have to be anxious. You don't have to. And listen, what that doesn't mean, because I've had, I've, you know, disclose things to people before. And then in subsequent messages I heard from them, they preached on these texts and it kind of almost felt whether they intended it or not, like, okay, I've preached it now deal with it. Mm-hmm. This is the only reason why you're having this. And this is all you need to work on. And mm-hmm. that may not be what they meant. And it certainly isn't what Jesus is implying here in assessing this. Neither Paul there. It's an important foundation in your recovery journey to have that spiritual foundation in God, I believe in a proper image of who he is this morning. I had a great worship time reading through an incredible book. I'm doing a desire of ages with David Asher at challenge DA with DA reading an incredible book over 90 days. I read the second chapter today. I read a great worship. It really, I feel fed. I feel the good spiritual spot. Nice. Personally. Um, and that's helping me in my recovery journey. But just being there spiritually isn't everything. No. Um, because and, and, and it's, also, it's the like, food, but there's other tools in that yeah. inner health arsenal, right? Yeah, we don't, yeah. as Seventh-day Adventists, we don't teach that you just need to read your Bible and your blood pressure is going to lower. You just need to read mm-hmm. your Bible and you can eat pork, you can beat your wife, you can do all sorts of things um, physically, sexually, emotionally. As long as you're just reading your Bible, you'll be fine. Like, no, and, we don't and it teach depends. that. It depends on your concept of what being spiritual is, you know? If you think that being spiritual is reading your Bible and that's the only way that your spirituality applies, uh, I think, like, yeah, by that concept, you may, quote-unquote, be spiritual. But uh, I feel that there's this book by this author that says everything's spiritual. Mm -hmm. And considering that we are not just pockets of, like, uh, the areas of our lives that we're just compartmentalized, like, we... We are whole beings, and as whole beings, like anxiety uh, affects all of our areas. Anxiety affects uh, our spiritual lives. Sometimes we we doubt about God's presence in our lives. Anxiety affects our physical lives. We don't want to do anything more than just stay on task or worry about the problems. Anxiety affects our social uh, interactions with people. Sometimes we become cranky or more closed. Uh, it, it affects us in a in a physical way, like you. Yeah, that's the same thing. We need to consider that. Um, and 
how to counteract that or how to reverse that is uh, having a holistic approach. For me, what has helped in my in my anxiety uh, periods of time uh, is to consider that a holistic approach must be taken. That I am here in this world and I am loved by God. I mean, that's my foundational step. I'm loved by God. I'm free. I don't need. To, I don't need to seek approval from people. My anxiety was coming at some point for uh, wanting people's approval. My anxiety mm. was coming because I needed to perform as a person that. Uh, is really good and, and well-versed with uh, technology. Uh, my value was connected with how good I will perform in in providing these services to people, maybe like church members or like our big uh, productions that I was helping. And if I was good, if the production was good, my value was good. But in that process, my anxiety was like, awful i was going off the charts uh every morning and and sabbath when i was before preaching i'll have anxiety attacks panic attacks because i wanted to perform well i wanted this sermon to go well but i was connecting my value to that and when i started to realize that i mean those thoughts were intrusive like cbt helped me a lot i mean i cannot i cannot uh, emphasize it enough behavioral therapy yeah therapy that helps you understand why you yes. feel what you feel, what leads to that, and what you could be yes. doing to to better deal and better have it, hygiene, better management yes. of your emotions. If there's a, a thing that helped me, and and I yeah. strongly, I'm a strongly like supporter, and I, I I strongly suggest you that are struggling with some kind of anxiety, check a book about CBT or articles about cognitive behavioral therapy. They're lifesaver for me. It really helped me to identify the intrusive thoughts, kind of break the patterns that that were um, attacking me with anxiety. And uh, there's a really uh, nice book that I'm reading, like uh, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, uh, Easy. Um, and that book is like really helpful and really easy to read. And, you know, to understand for me, anxiety, were, it's kind of like a, a, my my dragon, that <laughs> it is my weakness. And uh, But I know that since I'm rooted now in my identity, this... Uh, uh, it's like there are some moments where I feel that I want to be attacked or, or, or anxiety wants to overwhelm me, but I'm still like, I realize I'm sitting and I'm standing on a firm ground of who I am and nobody can change that. There's going to be moments where I can feel some uneasiness in my heart, but that's not define my life. That does not define my life. So those are a little like, of I think I already transitioned to moments of clarity. Yeah. Um, and my moment of clarity is like uh, we are holistic beings and the way that we deal with anxiety and the will we deal with stress and with issues, it's normal. Just it's, it's, it's part of being human. Um, we need to, as people that are dealing with, with friends or beloved ones that are uh, struggling with anxiety, validate their feelings, validate their feelings. Do not tell them this will pass soon or don't tell them like uh, you're a fool for feeling anxiety for this. Look at these other people that have less than you. Like don't diminish. Don't uh, don't try to be condescending. Be with them. List, list them. Hug them. Uh, and if you are a person dealing with anxiety, um, remember that the best way to go about it is like uh, this sense of being present in the moment, like the exercise that Rich uh, gave uh, this the beginning of the episode really helpful um, really helpful it really helps you to be rooted in the present mm-hmm. and and remember you're 
identity is not connected with your performance or the events that happened to you, what people have done to you. Your identity is who you really are. And I, as a believer of Christ, consider that my identity is being called son of God. And when I know that and I receive his love, I am standing in a firm ground and things can happen to my life. I can have some moments where I kind of forget who I am. But once I remember back uh, my identity, uh, I'm standing in firm ground, not to my performance, to, but for who am I, who am I, what's my ID, my identity. Hmm. Awesome. Bro, thanks for sharing. Um, I really appreciate it. And I was like, as we're having this conversation, I was like, man, I, your assessment and your inter- interior internal journey that you've gone through and discovering that, that you've had that unfirm, that shaky foundation in regarding your value and your status and your importance. And that, that foundation is what paved the way for your emotions to be like, ah, you know, and I appreciate you sharing that. I think that's something a lot of people can relate to. I know I can relate to it, Ruben. Um, there are a variety of reasons why we are, our emotions are doing this anxiety, just a lack of order, craziness thing. You know, these pervasive, invasive thoughts where I just can't stop thinking about what could be going wrong with my car. I can't stop thinking about the idea of this piece of sheet metal from that from the carport just hitting a window. I can't stop thinking about that. You know, I can't stop thinking about um, my student debt. That was years for me, years. And listen, the debt isn't the issue, right? Because now it's gone. And it's not like I don't think about that. You know what I mean? Or that invasive thought. There's a deeper understanding. So having, so how can you do better, right? How can you find recovery? So the the reasons for your for our issues are systemic. Mm. So what we need to do is we need to focus on our systems and bring health to our system. So what do you do about it? Well, we really advise seeing a mental health professional, a therapist, or a psychiatrist. Mm. A, a life coach can be helpful. And a, um, a spiritual advisor can be helpful, but let's just be, don't see them instead of a therapist or psychologist. Mm-hmm. And a good life coach, a good spiritual advisor will not take that place and will not advise against not seeing. Them. So if you have someone who's willing to do that, I wouldn't even want to call them a life coach or a spiritual advisor. They're trying to be something else. Um, so I really recommend seeing a mental health professional or a psychiatrist. They are helpful whoever you're able to access, they're helpful. They've helped me and Ruben um, by having that long-term relationship, show us things about ourselves we couldn't see. And also because they're more, they are professionals. They're better able to assess, to diagnose and to work with an integrated team of more specialized professionals in order to get you get testing for you and to find roots and links between other things you may have struggled with. Because I've, in having conversations, I started to realize I've been struggling with a lack of focus. I've been struggling with anxiety and invasive thoughts my entire life. And that my father, mm-hmm. um, a thousand percent, you know, um, was, was, has been going through um, some stuff that I'm realizing I go through. And um, I see that link. Um, I'm not trying to out him in any way. Um, number two, I would recommend starting when, when you have that, start a relationship with someone who's going to function. And again, I'm not talking about Googling spiritual advisor and paying somebody can do that if you'd like to, 
But what I recommend is finding someone who can form a spiritual, be a spiritual advisor for you in this way. They can be a friend. They can be a church elder. They can be a church pastor. They can be any level of title, but someone who's going to be able to talk with you at least weekly, regularly, and maybe a few times a month and talk about your spiritual life with you and help you figure out and see, you know, have that conversation of, Hey, here's Philippians. Here's Luke. Let's have this conversation. Let's have this conversation with you and you and I, and we'll pray through it. And that's not someone who's going to hand feed you the spiritual food you need, but someone who's going to help you see what kind of spiritual food would be helpful for you and help direct you to how you can be using that in your daily regular practice. So mm-hmm. a psychiatrist or mental health professional is going to help you see your problem, understand your problem, and be able to assess strategies for improvement. Um, a, a spiritual advisor is going to help you do that spiritually. Biblically, theologically. Mm-hmm. Then we recommend having a spiritual practice or pattern that helps ground you in peace, something that's regular. So build your life, build that towards having the holistic, healthy background. I don't want to go over time here. I also want to mention that it's important to develop and defend a life rhythm that creates an emotionally safe environment. When I look at my times of anxiety attack, it was often a variety of factors where when I have that moment where it's like, I just can't. and heart's beating like crazy and I just don't know what's going on. And then like, I feel like I'm just in great physical danger and even though I'm not and all that, like those, I wasn't fed right. I had too much work for my time. I had all of this da, 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 stacked up. Mm-hmm. And this happened the day I was going to be preaching a very important message, a message which is about how we don't need to worry because of God's love and care for and judgment. I kid you not. I kid you not. Like I was, I had an anxiety attack about that. Dang it. Mm-hmm. You, do, do you catch that there? <laughs> like there is a holistic situation, right? And the fact that I had that attack wasn't, didn't, I don't think it doesn't mean I don't deserve to preach that message. I should be, have my pastoral title taken away. I'm not spiritually qualified because I don't obey Philippians and Luke. I, I was anxious and worried. It was a deep, um, health and systemic issue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can just look at Humans of Adventism's article, see a bit of my journey in recovery. So, yeah. And and we're in this journey of recovery. And I appreciate, yeah. Rich, you always being vulnerable. Uh, we are not, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm going, I'm constantly and consistently going through counseling. Um, uh, I know you are too. And I, the reason why I am going in, through counseling is because of, big moments of my life there were big crises but at the same time i realized that i needed help mm. and and you rich as well like you are the reason why i actually chose to to do that because you were always open about uh saying that you you were not even afraid to tell like you go through that so uh, and 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 where where you were telling me like this like a long time ago that you were going through counseling in my heart it was like oh that's good that he's going through it and i i thought i didn't need it that Mm. i I thought i didn't need that but i realized no i actually need that and since uh, that moment i'm not saying like that's like the 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 magical fix but it helps you to sort out many things in your life it helps you to to realize that life is a journey and even and you're going to notice as you say rich you're going to notice that there there are moments that that those problems that you were so strong uh so much they disappear but new ones appear (laughs) new ones appear but guess what we're in this life and in this journey um, we're going to have a lot of uh, struggles. We're going to have a, a lot of moments of victory, 
but we're going to have moments uh, above all, like moments that we are present, we're here. Mm -hmm. So now we can uh, transition to our last part, which is a part that uh, Rich is always good at, is a benediction. And um, I, I'm really thankful like for this opportunity of sharing with you that uh, that are listening, because uh, there's a moment where we try to be vulnerable, like time was running short, uh, is running short, and I and I feel like we can be more specific at some point. Uh, but we we put the 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 main idea there: anxiety and uh, it's present. Anxiety, it's real, um, and there's no like a, 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 a silver bullet. There's no magic cure for yeah. everything. Uh, yeah. But but in this journey, you are not alone. You yeah. are loved, and you have a purpose. So. Uh, I'll just leave it with that and I'll, I'll pass it to you, Rich. I've, brother, spot on. Silver bullet, right? Yeah. We don't need there to be a silver, a silver bullet because we have a loving God who's going to be walking us through this process and has called and provided a variety of avenues so that mm. we can live holistically. Mm. He's, he's not there just to hand feed us, but to help us become who he's created us to be. And he does hand feed us, but he also invites us to rise up and take and work with and create a healthy emotional environment for us and for others. He made us to work that garden. And mm. we can have work a beautiful garden in our lives. So may you, may you be free of shame about your emotional, mental, physical, spiritual state. May you see a loving father reaching down to you, his child, help you into deeper wholeness and deeper peace. And may you find strength and wholeness in every, in him and in a beautiful support network he's ready to create with you and for you throughout. Beautiful. Um, thank you guys for listening to us uh, for this episode you can always connect with us we're in social media um, we're in most uh, actually we're in Twitter Facebook Instagram uh, connect with us rate and review this podcast share this episode to someone you feel that uh, will be benefit by it um, we're really thankful because you are giving us an opportunity of being part of your life for this episode please stay tuned for more I'm Ruben and I'm Rich and this was Clarity.